Hey everyone, did you forget us? I hope not. It's episode 17 of Two Noobs Talking with my good buddy John Tracy. Of course, I'm Matt Craig. Happy you're with us. John, how you doing, man? What's going on tonight? Doing great. We're only dropping a day late, Matt. It's <laughs> <laughs> Some of us, I guess, were uh, you know, probably buried under a foot of snow, just saying over here. Yeah, and and four inches on top of that. You know, it's like we had the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I, I needed some sleep. <laughs> so, you know, hey, we're gonna launch. We're gonna launch on a on a day late. But hey, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. So, John, let's go right in. I mean, let's talk the Super Bowl. I mean, I the really the one thing I think that really comes to mind is just the greatness of Tom Brady. I mean, once again, he wins another Super Bowl championship. His seventh. More than Jordan. Yeah. And I, I can't think of any other like modern day superstar that has had this kind of level of success in a professional sports league ever. The closest I could probably think of would be Wayne Gretzky in hockey with those Edmonton Oilers teams in the eighties. And, you know, he would always win. He's, he's definitely amongst the Jordans, the Kobe's, the Shaq's, the, the, just the, the Bill Russell's. Nobody yeah, had like 12. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like he's definitely amongst those like the 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 sports aura of oh wow. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Like this guy is just he's just championship material. He really he is. Yeah. Works his butt off. Works his butt off. And he's also he's also the biggest, he he triggers everybody. That's what I kind of like about him. And it's really amazing too, because like the the common uh, debate we have in the, I have in my office, I'm sure you do where you work is okay. Well, is Tom Brady the greatest of all time? No, I got posed that question to me today at work. And I was like, yes, but I'll always love Joe Montana. Joe Montana to me was the man. He always, now my whole argument and I'll just, I'll just tell you mine is Hmm. okay. So he won more than everybody else. It doesn't mean he was greater than everybody else. Exactly. Um, Because if Joe Montana had Gronkowski, he would have won 154 titles. <laughs> exactly. He would have played until he was 125. Yeah. Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, like he, Tom not only, is Tom great? Yeah, absolutely, Tom's great. Like, Tom's always going to go down. And he's going to be, we're going to be talking about him for years and years. He's the measuring stick for mm-hmm. this next generation. But mm-hmm. he's not the previous generation. No, and I think that's probably where a lot of the the debate seems to always butt heads with a lot of people because they always think, well, Tom's won so many Super Bowls, he's got to be the greatest of all time. And I think your point's well stated because it's like if you're this is now if you're going to like measure the number of championships, uh, how many can you get to where Tom is? Now, I don't think he'll ever. No one's ever going to touch him. I think there's going to be at this rate the longevity that he's played with 20 some odd years in the NFL. Could I see that happen? Yeah, I could see that happen. I could, could I see Pat Mahomes do it? Yes. I could see Pat Mahomes doing that for 20 some odd years, but seven titles that's one every three years. That's tough to do. Really difficult to do. The funny part is I, I, I'll look at it always just to, just to break it down a little bit deeper with other sports. It's like, is Kobe better than Jordan or is Jordan better than Kobe? Yeah. Or if LeBron gets to that, and this is my problem with the ESPN generation. Mm-hmm. So if LeBron gets to that number, 
right? Is it is it about chasing the number? Is it about the quality of years? Is Jordan was Jordan great? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In my mind, Kobe was better. Mm. I bet you. I bet you half the people I know that like basketball would tell me I was crazy. Mm. But here's the thing. I think Kobe was better. Mm. Do I think Brady's better than Montana? Play for play? No. Championships? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like the argument I've always heard too with Joe Montana is, well, look who he threw to. And I'll grant you that. Greatest wide receiver ever in Jerry Rice. Probably the second greatest receiver in John Taylor. One of the more underrated wide receivers no, that could I be a number one in any other, you know, wide I receiver. Said, and you you could also fight that that Brady did it. Brady did it with a lot of nothing. Yeah. But yeah. I want, but I, but in the later years, I wouldn't call Edelman nothing. I wouldn't call you know. What no. I, mean? I wouldn't call Troy Brown nothing. The dude could. No. Yeah. Exactly. Troy fight. Brown was like one of the better receivers uh, in the he league. He also yeah. played with Randy Moss mm-hmm. Not for long, but he he had his best years playing with Randy Moss. It's 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 so weird. Like I I love baseball statistics, and mm-hmm. I love BaseballReference.com. By the way, it's one of the greatest sites yeah. ever. Because it breaks things down, but it also doesn't allow you to cheat. Yeah. It doesn't use videos. It uses it's pure stats. stats. Yeah. To just break it down. And I, I'd love to have this argument later on. Me, me and Matt will sit at a bar sometime and we'll have this argument. Is Brady the best? We're having it right now. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm thinking like in terms of championships, there's no one that with the will and the desire, like if you're in a Super Bowl, I would want this guy. But I guarantee you this: the old '80s me looks at Joe Montana. He's never, he never threw an interception in the biggest game ever. What a, you know? And, and they and ran the ball a lot. Tampa they Bay did. The they ran lot. the ball more. You're right. And New England runs the ball, so mm-hmm. don't like I. Okay, oh four. Let, let's just go there. Let's rip the bandaid off. Let's rip the bandaid off. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do we really? Let's rip it off right now. Okay. <laughs> Corey Dillon beat us. Yeah. Adam Vinatieri beat us. Tom Brady didn't beat us. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Tom Brady, in fact, lost to us, lost to the Eagles in Super Bowl 52, chucking the ball all over the place. Yep. And they didn't run the football, which was really weird. Yep. If you're a New England Patriots fan, Tom's a great quarterback with a great run. He had, I mean, and this is this is the thing that I, kind of turned me off, and I know it turned you off too because you were like, "This is boring." Mm. Halfway through the game, and I totally agreed with you. Uh, we didn't talk much during the game because I was, I was more trying to find a way out of the game. <laughs> um, I didn't know I was watching it, and I was like. <laughs> I always had to justify to myself to turn the Super Bowl off. I didn't even know what was going on. It was like yeah. the weird meant like because my wife would have totally just turned it off if I would have been like, I don't want to watch this. She would have been like, Bloop, and it would have been fine. But yeah, I was like in that weird, like watching it. And I was like, they have Leonard Fournette. Yeah. They have a really good offensive. They got Thomas Jones second. Yeah. Yeah. They have Gronkowski. Yeah. They got Mike Evans at, at wide Mike receiver. Evans, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown they picked up off waivers, yeah. Tom, okay, this time Tom was not surrounded by a bunch of... Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they were struggling throughout the year, I mean, they were struggling with Arian's offense. They were making that point at nauseum. It seemed like on the, in the broadcast, you know, well, Tony that, Romo. That, that, and I mean, that's what they do. Like well, That's what they do. Run. Yeah. But they ended up winning, going on the run. Very impressive, obviously, with that. I mean, Pat Mahomes and Kansas City, I think what they ended up doing, it was typical Andy Reid. He was chucking the ball, trying to chuck the ball all over the yard. And when push came to shove, he couldn't, didn't want to run the football. It just is the Achilles heel of Andy Reid. Every single time he gets, he thinks. And he can't beat Bruce Arians. And he can't seem to beat <laughs> Bruce Arians no matter what. But chucking the ball everywhere doesn't always win you the ball game, no matter how great Pat Mahomes is. And Mahomes had some oh, true. He's a talent. You want, hear, you want to hear a great next-gen stat? Go for it. He ran for over 500 yards trying not to get sacked. That in says a lot. Yeah. That is great. That that well, that's that's Todd Bowles' defense. Like I oh God. Tom Todd Bowles is as close to Jim Johnson as I think you can get. Yeah. So if you want to get like real like Spagnuolo on the other side with uh Andy Reid, mad respect for him as a mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Far better than what, what the Eagles have seen other than that championship. I don't know. Jim Schwartz is probably smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> actually paid attention. Nick Foles won him that Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. Exactly. But that defense was great. But that but defense came up with the right play. There's, yep. there's better There's better defensive coordinators out there. Todd Bowles, I think, is absolutely I – hope, I hope the rumor I heard with, with uh, Arians retiring and mm. Bowles is going to get that number one job – I hope I hope that Brady stays around one more year, wins him wins him a chip. Would we'll love that. Deserves, he deserves that. Todd Bowles deserves that Super Bowl the most, I think, of anybody on that team. It says a lot too that Arians hired a lot of, you know, black head coach, uh, black assistant coaches. He had Leftwich as his offensive coordinator, and he was like, Always. "Look at." This wasn't me. This was all Byron Leftwich. That says a lot about He's Brian Leftwich's career. Been like that in his career, and that's not like that's a, I, the especially during black history month it's funny that you bring that up like yeah always been like that his entire career his temple staff yeah yeah his arizona staff his arizona staff he could care what color you are can you coach football yes i can cool let's go okay he's never in his quarterbacks his his players that's that's funny that you brought that like he's i think he's he's a Aaron's is a smart dude. Yeah. And yeah. I think I, I think that's part of the reason he won. Oh, yeah, 100 percent I think that's you know, you can chalk that up to the, you know, as a definitely contributing factor. You've got two really and they're both really good at what they do. And I think to your point, Bowles was a you know, yeah. it failed in New York, but that's the Jets. You know, yeah. he was on the Jets and the Jets stink anyway. You're not gonna like win yeah, with the Jets at all. No matter how smart you are, when your organization organization sucks, you're yeah. not going to be successful. Yeah, exactly. It always, it always starts from the top down. Yeah, it always. Yeah, it always does. If the owner isn't dedicated, the janitor is going to suck. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. It's, it's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really was. But another thing too that John that really kind of just struck me, I I turned the game off halfway through it. Because I think I knew at you know after watching a little bit of the half, Kansas City wasn't going to come back. They just you know their defense wasn't right. 
They had backup offensive linemen. They couldn't block Tampa Bay's defense. I'll give all credit to the Bucs' defense. They were phenomenal. Then they stopped Mahomes. They double-teamed Hill. They, they stopped him. Kelsey, all that kind of – so give them all the props for doing what they had to do. But this kind of – I wanted to bring this up and talk this, uh, you know, about this to you and get your thoughts. You know, you and I have been in a fantasy football league for over 20 years. My God. Yeah. But – this was one of the years where I barely, and I by barely, I mean one half of football during the regular season, one game, and half of the Super Bowl, and I was bored out of my mind both times. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, I, I don't know what it is about the product, if the product isn't good anymore, or is it just the fact that people are running the same offenses and there's not enough imagination anymore? I don't, I don't know. I don't, it is. I don't think it's that deep. I just think that the NFL, uh, unlike, unlike the NBA and the NHL and major league baseball, mm. they fell behind the times. Mm. So what the NFL did years ago was hire Roger Goodell because they were, because the media was throwing this, oh, these players are getting away with everything. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So what they did is they put uh, a piece of garbage in charge. It shouldn't be a commissioner ever. Thank you. He, what he is is he's 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 a fist. Is what he is. He's yeah. he's a tyrant. Yeah. And he ruined the game. That Tagliabue really kind of built up in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't even know if Tagliabue was cool. Um, but better than this guy. Yeah. It was just a choice in their leadership, and they just. Yeah. It, it, well, you saw, I think what happened, too, was he bought, he, they really botched when they locked out the players in 2010. And, yeah. like, you saw him with DeMora Smith, and that and, was. And then to be honest with you, not that not to call a spade a spade, then you started picking on black players. Yeah. Spending them. Yeah. That didn't work either. You know, that did not work. That did seems not come across well. Seems a little odd because there's a lot of scumbags in the NFL, and I'm sure it's not color coordinated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But there is a lot of misrepresentation of a lot. Bullies in the locker room, totally mm-hmm. get traded to another team. It was totally cool. Yeah, he. I'm not a fan of him at all. I'm not I, a big I, fan I, of him I, either. I kind of hope he. I kind of hope he's not in control of the NFL long because it's not something I'm gonna watch. Like I. Well, and I think too the constant rule changes. The change. The rules seem to change. Because almost he, every he, other season, if not every season. Too. That's my problem is because so, ESPN wants them to. Yeah. Because what they're doing is ESPN's going on Twitter and six guys, or they're going to the the, mm-hmm. the, the whatever the top tweet is. Uh, oh, well, that's not pass interference. And then he's okay in everybody to be like, okay, well, well, if you got your hand in his face, but you don't have it around his leg, it's fine. And then everybody's confused when you're watching a game. Yeah. John, do you remember too? Like, do you remember too with the when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and Zach Hurts made the catch to to score the touchdown, right? 
We waited 25 minutes. We had to wait 25 some something minutes. Yeah, you're right. We're we're exaggerating, of course, but for a catch. For a catch and run and dive into the end zone. And Collinsworth is openly saying, I don't know if that's a catch or not. And he's making a football move three steps and he launched into the end zone. A because Collinsworth is a racist. B <laughs> I just like to say that about Colin because he because <laughs> he so, is. So it's fucking, <laughs> in miracles, guys, too. And we'll, we can go to back to that later. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch when Jalen Hurts came into the game uh, during Eagles game. During Eagles game, it was some of the worst commentary I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Chris Collinsworth is a moron. Yeah, but the problem is that's what the NFL is placating to. Yeah, idiot, dumb. We all know football. Yeah. Anybody that was raised that watched football, we all understand what a football move is. Absolutely. We all understand what a sack is. We all know what in the grasp is. Mm-hmm. You keep changing the rules. You're boring people. Absolutely. And I think that's what the Super Bowl did. Yeah. You're not only boring people, you're confusing the hell out of them too. I think that is the main, one of the biggest reasons why I feel like as a fan, and I've been a big time, I was like, Big time fan of the National Football League. For crying out loud, I got 32 mini helmets over on the other side of here. Ever since I met you. Yeah, and I update that collection. So you're talking about a guy that absolutely loves, you know, you got Jerry Rice over my uh, right shoulder here. And I'm thinking, like, I love the game. I love football. I love the, the, you know, the physicality and the toughness and Mm -hmm. the team camaraderie or whatever. And yet it just seems like the suits above are just like, you know what? We got to do this. We got to do this. You got to tweak that. You got to move over here. You got to change this rule over here because this is unfair. And it's like, where's the defense? Where's, where is anything right now? Where, where are you going with all of this? Can I make a huge point to this? Go for it. Remember when the NHL, and this is where the NHL lost me. Hmm. Remember, remember back in the day, just for a little bit of us, when the left wing lock started with, 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 uh, with the devils, right? Clutch and, and grab. Then, and then you start it, you start it with the clutch and grab, and then you start it with Detroit. Yep. And you start it with everybody playing these pinch defense. Which by the way, I love. Don't get me wrong. Like oh, you're a big fan of left wing line. Yeah, pin, yeah. pinch defense <laughs> ever. Yeah. If you can push everybody to the left, I'll guess take what? it. It's easier to cover everybody. I don't <laughs> exactly. know why they did it. Um, but but what happened to the NHL for a couple years was the same thing I think it is happening in the NFL right now mm. is they're changing all these rules all the time. Yeah. And what's happening is people like myself that understood X, Y, Z, not interested. Yeah. You're not interested. No. We're getting, we're getting a lot of our generation. We're not interested. We really don't want you to re- do we want to see players not get hurt? Absolutely. Absolutely. But hot take on, on the NFL, you probably should have did that 11 years ago. Absolutely. When the NHL was doing that and the NBA was doing that and Major League Baseball was paying attention to that. Again, you you're behind it for yeah. 11 years mm-hmm. and now you're wondering why people aren't there. Yeah. This yeah, exactly. From, this is coming from me and Matt who've had head injuries mm-hmm. from playing sports. Mm-hmm. We're not speaking out of turn. Mm-hmm. The NFL didn't pay that close attention. Not even close. Time. Not even close. Yeah. I would agree with that completely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were just, it was headshot after headshot. You look back at some of these highlight packages, you can look them up on YouTube. Just look up like NFL primetime 1996 is a great example. And you'll go through some highlight films and it's a different brand of football. It is a completely different brand. God, I just, and just product. remember just Scott Mitchell. Yeah. In the early 90s. Mm-hmm. He was huge. He was 6'5, but he would get he would get hurt. Yeah. John Lynch is a great example because Lynch was a guy. Donovan, who knows how many concussions? Yeah, who knows how many? Being a running quarterback, being a throwing quarterback. That dude got hit a ton. Ton. Yeah, exactly. But it was like mid to late nine. And of course, like no one knew back then. No one had any idea what the the traumatic brain injuries were going to happen. But but the problem was that the other sports were doing it. it, they, They almost, the NFL didn't believe it could happen to them exactly and they had the most suicides or hospitalizations mm-hmm. of former players for head stuff and they ignored it and yet who was the forefront the nhl i give them a lot of credit with the helmet design that you and i both grew up john with helmets that were just foam pads there oh, was yeah. none of the concussion there was no such thing at that but no no the helmets got better and better as we kept playing oh yeah because they kept testing the, the impacts of the right concussion. Now, the helmet I have right now was was when I bought it. I mean, probably not now. I probably go out and buy a better helmet. Not like going out and playing, but yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Buy probably a better helmet now. But that I remember us yeah. because the sport said, "Hey guys, yeah, pay more attention to your straps. Pay more attention to your neck. Pay to your more neck. Attention." Mm-hmm to your shoulders mm-hmm. they were learning and growing and the nfl never did that that just never did yeah yeah and i i think that was a little bit to the detriment of the league even though the league was incredibly popular throughout the late mid to late 90s and into the 2000s it was like I, the I idea agree. was like I, okay I, we I gotta hit 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 and everybody loved the big hits and i get that i love a big hit as much as anybody Sheldon but, Brown on Reggie Bush in the playoffs. Perfect knocked him, hit. Knocked him out of his cleats. Oh, I love loved Brandon it. Dawkins. But let's get into just head injuries to what we're going to talk about to finish off this little football thing. So what do you think about the hit on from Clowney to Carson Wentz? Oh. Does it lead us to this moment now? I read a tweet earlier mm. that said that and was very derogatory towards the NFL. And that's kind of what fed my reasoning to coming here. He took a pretty gruesome hit. No question. And not had a penalized. very, very, very jittery season. Not, not penalized. And yeah, I think he was not the same quarterback this year. It clearly showed in his play that he was not, I don't think he is a hundred. He has been a hundred percent since that hit. And it definitely showed in his play. I mean, you know, I think I de- what I heard, I, yeah. I definitely think I would agree with that. Definitely agree like that. So. That kind of leads the question. Like there's rumors, of course, that Carson yeah. is going to be moved. But the Eagles are giving up, essentially. Not necessarily giving up because they're going to try and get as much as they can. But Carson is pretty much, you know, the rumors are out there that he's saying, I'm pretty much done in Philly. I want a new start somewhere else. We saw it with the Goff Stafford trade just this last week. I, the Rams I, gave was... up on Jared Goff. They were like, you know what? 
And that's Sorry, the guy you know, before Wentz. Yeah, he was number one overall, and then Carson was two. And both yes, of them are better. on the move. But, you know, one has been on the move and the other will be. So so the Rams are literally coming out and being like, well, you know, you didn't do it. Like, is that the league that we're in? Is that maybe also why? Because kind of I mean, It kind of begs the question, is there any such thing as a franchise quarterback anymore? But that you're wearing a Westbrook jersey, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that that's that's kind of where I'm going to, right? Like like Westbrook no. didn't play for 14 teams. No. No, he did not. He did not. No. And he was he was a he was a good, he was a good all pro running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a, he had, a, he had a terrific career. Yeah. Uh, Dawkins too. Dawkins was the same deal. Yeah. But I mean, it just begs the question, you know, it's like everybody's going to get moved at one point. I mean, heck, Brady moved. You know, everybody thought he was going to be playing in New England for the rest of his life. He's like, you know what? I want to move. I want to take my talents to South Beach. Kind of, sort of, you know? Me, I just literally almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> there was wrong. Oh. I kind of figured that'd get you. I'm but, not, uh, a, big, no, I'm not was, a big fan of Bron Bon. Just so no, yeah, know. I did poke you there. But I, it just makes me wonder, like, you know, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning going to the Hall of Fame, another great guy, you know, he, he was on the move as well. It's like, it makes me wonder, like, everybody's thinking, like, oh, you got to get a franchise quarterback. Well, okay, 10 to 15 years, yeah, it'd be great to have a franchise quarterback for 10 to 15 Everybody years. But now it seems like, yeah. no, if you don't fit within five years, you're done. And we're going to move you on. It, seem, it seems bizarre. It seems, especially with the Eagles, I totally blame Howard Roseman. I don't even know why he's still the GM, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I understand, like, and trust me, I love Jalen Hurts. I have no issues with Jalen Hurts. I'd be glad to watch him. Um, Was he a second-round pick, though, in your estimation? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He mm. probably should have been – there are teams that should have taken him before. Mm. The Eagles shouldn't even have this problem. Yeah. I think he's that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duke could just play. Yeah. Um, should he play for the Eagles? He probably should have left that alone. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with, with the GM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate the pick for the Eagles because the kid can play, yeah. but I hated the pick for the Eagles because the kid can play. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do this? Unless, yeah. unless, unless Howie understands that that hit, and it was probably one injury too many, maybe. And he was like, you know what? Okay, this is the third year out of four that my franchise quarterback has suffered under. You know, the I, knee, not, the back, now the head. I'm well, not. I'm not mad at a business decision. Yeah. I never will be. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make a business decision. Yeah. Love Carson. And I, and I put this on Facebook, just my own personal Facebook. Mm -hmm. If they want to do a Herschel Walker trade and I get three chips out of it, I'm all for it later, Carson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have your McFarland toy over there. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why now. <laughs> this close to getting a Carson Wentz jersey over here, but I was like, uh, maybe I get a Nick Foles instead, or I've got like you know the electric football set I put for my quarterback. I put Carson because you know it's a Super Bowl team, and I'm thinking like, well, he got us yeah, to week eleven or twelve, but didn't finish the whole job. The whole my job was told, done by Nick. My wife told me a great story the other day. Mm. Um, she was in Philly. I was in Dallas when Carson got hurt. 
it was against the Rams. And I was on the phone with her. We were FaceTiming while I was watching the game. Mm. And he got hurt. And we were both gassed up about it. Like that we were going to the Super Bowl. Like we like that team was that good. Yeah. And I literally couldn't tell her that he was hurt. Yeah. That bad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he, we went out of the game. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know yet. Yeah. Like seeing him go into the locker room, like, I'm like, oh, he's done. He's <laughs> like, done. He's done. Yeah. He was so done. And I remember talking to her later. I was like, yeah, he's done. And she was like, so the season's over? Like, they don't yeah. have And I remember being like, no, Nick got this guy, Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick's the wild card here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Thank God he won a super. I just wanted to share that little story. That it's was, great. It's great because it's because it's true. I think you captured the sentiment, John, of everybody in Philly that year. Carson was that good. Like I yeah. didn't even want to tell her yeah. that he was hurt because he was that fun to watch that year, and it was so. It was the way that team rallied. Oh, it was so awesome. And, yeah, you know you can't, but. Like I said, like if you're gonna if you're gonna trade Herschel Walker, and I get three Super Bowls out of it, yeah, it's a good Dallas reference for all people that like. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, but that trade seems like if they get if they get a running back, quarterback, and a, and and a legitimate maybe two first round picks, they need uh, that they I could hope. use on the offensive line or you know yeah exactly that's what I'm saying. I know the Colts want them bad. Like you, like get it, get it get as much as you can. To be honest, get as much as you can as you it. possibly can. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you're not going to keep him, because he's going to cost you like thirty-eight million dollars on the cap this year. If you're not, if you're not going to keep him, if you're all about wasting thirty-eight million dollars, you might want to do something good. You might want to bring enough back to win a couple championships. Uh, and yeah. And maybe that's where Lorian Banner. Uh, uh, I said Banner. Look at that. I look at that. Gordian slip right there. <laughs> Are they the same guy? Who knows? I don't know. No, Roseman and uh and uh Lori, Lori. might be thinking like I want it more than just eighteen. Yeah. Or seventeen, whatever it was. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. Uh, we just have to figure that stuff out. But yeah, it's like I mean. It was a very interesting pick when they picked Hertz, no question, because I think you're right, John. I think Roseman was probably thinking, like, I've got to have a young insurance policy because I had Josh McCown as my backup quarterback, and he's 40, and he ripped his hamstring off his bone, basically. So we weren't going to go past the wild card round at that point. It was back to Car insurance. Yeah, exactly. Because of other people. Mm-hmm. It has that. This is not something that has to do with Carson Wentz. It has everything yeah. to do with why does everybody have car insurance? Yeah. Because of other people. Because of other people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good talk, Yeah. Yeah. So it's Jalen. It'll probably be Jalen Hurts' team, probably taking on in the so, summer. Yeah. If they trade him, you know what? I'm all on board with Jalen Hurts. I'll get a Jalen Hurts jersey. I'll be, I'll support him. He's the man. Yep. Absolutely. You're the man. Let, let's I, I had I'll roll with you. I had fun watching him. Actually, I watched more mm. more at the end of the year. Not not saying that 
he's better than Carson or he's even the answer. Mm-hmm. I just like, I, I liked his moxie. I liked his, he was having fun and it made me have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm with you on that. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't so serious. I, I got to find a way somehow to get back in uh, John. I no. think the, no. I, just to close up this loop, I, you know, I'm thinking like with the NFL, let's face it, the COVID pandemic, really was strange to watch a football game with half yeah. half empty or no fans in the you stands. Even, you don't even like funny story. I'll actually tell you a real funny story and then you mm. can close it up. Right. Yep. So, so I bought a sound bar, right. Mm. In the weirdest time to ever buy a sound bar. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, you can't use it. Yeah, exactly. What are you, what, what are you, what are you like, What are you for? doing? Yeah, exactly. So what, what my thought process was completing my entertainment center was, Oh, we'll get the sound bar. Because everybody knows, like, the fans in 17 or even yep. last year's Super Bowl, you can, you can in your, in your apartment, in your house. You get you that feel, get that, that sense. Feel, that love, that, like, mm-hmm. people cheering and going. Yeah. And it was, it was funny. Like, everybody can make fun of me. I bought a sound bar during, <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I don't use it. <laughs> it's on right now. Well, it's off, but it's on. Right? Okay, there you go. Right over there. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that also was a big factor. And yeah, the fans. Yeah, absolutely. The absolutely. fans not being there was a huge factor. There would be times too, like I would go to the bar or whatever with a buddy of mine and we would, you know, watch a game or whatever. And, you know, the, the crowds that form around the bars and you hear, you know, the Eagles playing and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's great. There's nothing else like it. But this year was just so different unlike any other season yeah and i think that um, had a little bit to do with and it. and that had a lot to do with it too i think so i'm gonna blame yeah. i'm gonna blame a little bit in any of my dallas friends that are watching this i'm gonna blame it a little bit on you too because <laughs> i had to go to a bar to watch the eagles games with you people oh uh, no, just messing around uh that's too funny how hard it is to watch an eagles cowboys game with a bunch of cowboy fans that, that's just... friend, that literally are your friends like they're your friends. Like I generally like these people. Yeah. And but they're cowboy fans, and I'm like, that's wild. It made me want to stay home a lot. Uh, <laughs> I literally did. No joke. Like my my boy Scott. Hopefully he 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 catches us. I'll just shoot him a text and and send this one to him. There you go. Like, love that dude. That yeah. dude is a cowboy. Like he's the cowboyest cowboy fan I think I ever met. That's funny. He's as as much of an Eagles fan as I am. He's a Cowboys fan. It was tough to watch games with him. Yeah, I bet. But yet I would hang out with him on like Saturday or Friday. Dude, we would talk. We talked hockey for like seven straight hours once. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a Stars fan. I'm I don't have a team. <laughs> what? I'm, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that one. I just don't have a hockey team. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. That's mad at me for that. But yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have a talk post show on this. One. I refuse. I'm three for four. Well, actually, <laughs> four for five because I like I like uh, the soccer team. Oh, there you go. So yeah, the Philly Union. Yeah. Yes. So I'm totally. I'm four for five. I just apologize. <laughs> it's a bad thing. That'll move be an off camera discussion. Yes, yeah, so let's move on. To, <laughs> let's move yeah. on to the screenshot. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's transition a little bit from this, uh, you know, to the COVID talk, and uh, some really good news, obviously, from the uh, 
the World Health Organization paid off by China. Anyway, <laughs> but um, good news. Good news on this. Decline in global coronavirus, coronavirus cases shows variants can be controlled and the number of health infections are reported they're going down. So third week in a row, the number of new cases are from COVID are going down. Still some countries having a little bit of a spike, but generally overall, over the last three weeks, WHO has seen a decrease. Seems like it's going well. Uh, just real quick, just as a note, this map of the spread, this is up to date. We're going to put this in the show notes just so you guys can pay it attention if you want to get more into the data uh this is all from not only the well 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 oh, i'm sorry the world health organization mm. uh johns hopkins yep is also involved this is a very comprehensive understanding if you want to really keep what's going on uh maybe to keep the fear down and everything like that this yeah. seems like legit we ran through it a couple times it seems really good yeah, I've noticed that too. Like in my in uh, where I live in uh, just outside of Philly, John and Chester County, mm-hmm. like our recovery rate was like at one point I think uh, I think it was in mid November, early December. It was kind of you know recovery rate was like sixty four. Well, I checked it today; it was at eighty three percent recovery. Nice. So people are recovering from it, which is Beautiful. good and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's we still have a, a fair number of negative tests. Um. To compare to positives, the number of deaths were like at I think at 650. So it's like uh, you still don't like any loss of life. Obviously, we've covered this before. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I we don't want to beat it to death, but we definitely yeah. want to want to spread some really good news. Some really good news. And then of course here we've got an article from uh, Becker. Um, we'll throw this in our show notes. Becker's HospitalView.com has um, basically been tracking by state the number of uh, vaccine doses that have been distributed and the number of vaccine doses that have been administered. And then they come up with a percentage. North Dakota, obviously a rural state. So we should mention that right off the top, but they distributed and administered the vaccine to 96%, or I should say that basically the number of uh, doses they've administered versus the number of doses that they've received is basically 96%. So they're doing excellent in regards to that. West Virginia, 90%. They're number three. Mm-hmm. Um, you got South Carolina up there. I didn't quite catch that number of fortunate. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it got cut off. Yeah, it did get cut off. Um, yep. But yeah, you're probably looking at between 81 and 84% there for South Carolina. Well, most likely, yeah. You're, you're about right. Yep. Uh, then scrolling a little bit further down, you've got South Dakota, of course, at 81%. You got Wisconsin at 80 Oklahoma at 78%. Virginia. But, uh, South, good. South Dakota is a one important thing because they didn't they didn't ever stop doing anything. Yeah. No mass mandate. They seem to be they seem to be pretty efficient at everything they do. They slowed down. They didn't have a big, they didn't have a spike, but they literally when you give them a vaccine, they're like, well, we can handle that real quick. Like done. Seems like that seems like a seems smart. Really important to also mention this too. I think I, I just briefly said it but it's like no mass mandate in that state right john and then they yep. also did not shut down anything in terms of the economy no businesses no businesses were shut down so that goes to say something a little bit now of course that's a rural state but it's great news regardless but but it can be prepared to utah which i've spent a lot of time in um not very rural mm-hmm. um 
doing a great job with it. Uh, I know that their restrictions weren't super bad mm-hmm. from people I've uh, talked to. Um, yeah, moving forward, let's uh, let's get into where uh, where I live. Yeah, Texas. So in Texas, you got three point two million uh, that have There's been administered. A lot of people here. <laughs> a lot of people in texas yeah it's texas and the rest and of the united also, states it's also rural and citywide yeah so it's yeah. it's crazy yeah so you got 3.2 million administered you got 4.4 million doses distributed 73 mm-hmm. percent. that's pretty good john that's like right I around the median part of the curve yeah for a bit for a big state absolutely absolutely um their restrictions also just for everybody to know their restrictions are still there's mass mandates only in stores. There's not mass mandates out, outside. Mm. Everybody seems to be pretty much where, where uh, I'm living in and I have friends in other cities. Everybody seems to be getting back to work. It doesn't – like it's not closed down. Mm-hmm. So it's very positive. Yeah. It's very positive. And I've been in East Texas too where they, they don't wear masks um, in East that's Texas. A, um, yeah. <laughs> at all. I spent yeah. I spent some time uh, in the middle of the summer in East Texas, and they were like, "Nope, not doing that." Amazing, and it was like it was crazy because they did like they didn't in the couple towns that I was in, mm. there were like I mean it was like seventy five infections, that's like crazy. across the board, like going up and down East Texas. It was crazy. That's crazy. I, I was like focusing on that because we were like building to do this. It was right before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. so I was paying attention to these things, and I was mm-hmm. like. There were very low numbers, mm-hmm. especially like in the Texas and Louisiana, like mm-hmm. very low numbers. And it was like, they don't, they're not, they're not doing what the news is saying to do, but yet. The but also, also during that time, please let you know, there were, there were tornado or hurricanes coming through. So. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a little bit more things to worry yeah. about too. There's yeah. more things to worry about than yeah. COVID. So <laughs> probably the numbers weren't coming, you know, coming as fast and furious. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's get to uh, where my hometown, Matt's. Uh, Matt's hometown. Really, do we really need to go down here, uh, oh, John? Yeah, we, oh, there we go. There we go. Well, because we love Governor Wolf, so let's give him a uh, let's give do him we? everything that we can, because he's such a great governor. Yeah, he really is. Let's, he's fantastic. You know, <laughs> and just just to quote your dad, for vaccine release, that would be something the National Guard would do could do easily yeah yeah easily easily easily. you just give them the job and then they do it i for our for our audio listeners this article says that pennsylvania is 46th out of 50 states in terms of the percentage of distributed vaccines that have been administered so in pennsylvania they have administered 1.4 million um doses they've been distributed 2.2 million that means there's 800,000 people waiting Yep. Get vaccinated. Now let's just roll back up real quick. Just just for size. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I live in Texas. Now, I shuddered read, even read the Texas numbers again. Yeah. How many, how many people? Uh so you have 3.2 doses of 3.2 million uh doses administered, 4.4 million distributed to the state, 73%. So that's a difference of about 12 percentage points comparing the okay. two different states. Okay. Texas is a little bit big, a little bit bigger. Pennsylvania is pretty big place. 
yeah, Pennsylvania has two metropolitan areas. They've got, of course, the rural area in the middle of the state, Pennsylvania, as we like to call it here, up here in Pennsylvania. Just for funsies. Just for funsies, uh, because it's just so conservative yes. um, you know, politically. It, but this governor, Wolf, has slowed down. In fact, the state legislature has introduced a bill asking the governor to employ the National Guard once again to help out with the distribution of the vaccines. And, you know, it's funny, John, like, you know, I have my dad over here, right? And he was helping me put up an outdoor, hold on. We had like an outdoor blind, I put, put it up in my house, right? And, and of course he mentions this and I said, well, dad, of course he's gonna ask for the National Guard to help. He should have asked that to be done six weeks ago. Yes. And one example that would have set, but no, he didn't do that. And so now we're behind. He's fallen short in every, absolutely everything. Um, I don't live there, so it it doesn't affect me. It does (laughs) affect my kids who live there, Mm. but he's, 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 he's not good. My governor, (laughs) but my governor doesn't suck as far. Yeah as governor like it's just yeah it's like just going back to this COVID thing where there's Mm. where we we know everything when you lock everybody down you know there's going Mm. to be suicides are going to go up you know that alcoholism is going to go up you know that you know that that divorces are going to go up yeah child abuse is going to go up yeah, domestic abuse. People aren't meant to be stuck in a box. Yeah. And thank God there are people out there mm-hmm. that can get through it without resorting to these things. Yeah. Yep. Because it could be a lot worse when we let these idiot mm-hmm. governors and mayors stop people from living yeah. for something that, yes. Is the vaccine helping? Probably. I mean, the numbers are going down. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta believe that for yourself. No, yeah. Like nobody can tell you that. Exactly. But it's just if this ever happens again, we need to, we need to make sure that we don't fight each other mm-hmm. and we figure out what they're doing because they made a ton of mistakes. Oh, big time. Yeah, I think and that's it a jokes. Such a great point, John. And they still are. Oh, yeah. Such a great point because I think that the early days of pandemic, from what I remember, people did not, the the articles we saw were like, I was scared. We don't want what happened in Philadelphia in 1918 to happen to any other city. And so people were thinking, well, what is that? Well, in 1918, there was a huge parade. I think it was a Veterans Day parade, if I'm not mistaken, down in. I think think you're 100. Philadelphia and in Center City, they had a parade during the 1918 pandemic, and we've gone. John, I've talked about the 1918 pandemic in prior podcasts, of just how deadly that was, and that was pretty like really really bad. A lot of millions of lives lost. So the the thought process, I think, for all the governors was, we don't want our major metropolitan cities to have to go through something like that again. We don't want to overwhelm the healthcare system. You yeah. hear about that all the time. That makes sense. 
And that made total sense. And it's like, okay, that makes sense to shut everybody down. We don't know what the virus is going to do. We have no idea how it's going to be transmitted. We need to gather as much information as we can. Well, as we found out more and more about the virus, and as we saw the caseloads kind of going fluctuating more like this, it wasn't really spiking until really the late fall, early December. But by then, we had an idea on how to treat it. It may not have been perfect, but it was a good idea. We had the cocktail. We had the cocktail of, of drugs. Which does work. Which does work and has knocked out the coronavirus and a lot of people and a lot of people have recovered. And there have also been, I think, far minor cases than there have been major ones. Well, just just we don't have it in the show notes. I'll try to find it and I'll throw it on there to CDC did do something a couple of weeks ago that they were talking about the cycles of the test. The CDC is talking about how there were a ton of false positives mm-hmm. um, during this second spike, which yeah. would lead you to believe that the first one was that way. I'll try to find that Oracle and put it in the show notes. Uh, maybe even shoot it out in this as a video clip. So people, so we can get it to more people. Yeah. Uh, it's important. Um, oh Yeah. It's definitely important. It's important to to look inside ourselves and look inside what we're going through. If this is coming to an end and we just had a Super Bowl with a bunch of people and we just had WrestleMania with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, we're going to have WrestleMania. We're going to have WrestleMania with a bunch totally of people. Myself. Yeah, we're going to have WrestleMania with a bunch of people in the same venue. I, we're starting to get back to normal, so it, I think it's a time of reflection. Yeah. Major League Baseball, they're going to announce, or they have announced that they're going to Absolutely. play a full 162 and you know, with people in the stands. One, it's either going to be 158 or 162, mm-hmm. but they're going to, they're going to, Major League Baseball do it with fans in the stands. Yeah. I think the NFL, I give them credit for like saying, okay, we're going to play during a pandemic. Yeah, we're going to try and have fans in the stands, them. but yeah. yeah, we're going to try and have as, you know, a minimal crowd, make sure they're going just for, just for Philly hate. I give Jerry Jones all the credit because he started out in the beginning of this pandemic. Mm. He was like, I'm not going to, I'm not doing that. Yeah. There will be fans and I will make sure it's safe. End of story. End of story. And you know what? Good on him. Give, give props I, to him. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like if mm. it makes me feel like some people are smarter than other people. Oh Yeah. They are willing to say, look it, I'm going to take this chance, but you are going to be well protected. But but I don't think it's a chance when you think of it logically. And that's Mm. kind of the, I know I I lost a lot of friends on Facebook um, Mm. during this because I, I tried to take a level head, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to stand here and say, maybe I'm a better person because I tried to take a level head. Yeah. This is why me and Matt put this podcast together because we had level heads. Yeah, same here. We weren't freaking out. Yeah, we were trying to think it, look at this logically, trying to help our friends, and we lost some people. And you know what? Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I think that's how we end this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I'll just say one other thing before we close, John. Absolutely. Um really coming out of this, I think there's going to be a lot of lessons learned, like the importance of community, the importance of family. Yep. Small businesses, small businesses Please support. If you have a dollar, if you're churches, barstool, synagogues. Yeah. 
churches, synagogues, mosques, yeah. whatever the case may be, the sense of community was lost. So I don't want to hear like the, the biggest wonderful argument I hear all the time is, oh, we should have Zoom calls all the time and replace that. No, no, no. No. You want to get out. You want to you want to leave yeah. your home. You want to go out and drive the car to work, get back into the regular routine of what it was like prior to all of this. And that absolutely we're getting there, though. We're getting, we're getting there. So that's that's the most important thing. And I'll just love like everybody. That. Thanks for listening to us. Be preachy. <laughs> just messing with Matt. Every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Every, every once in a while. Well, John, seven, episode 17. Yeah. I can't believe it's like we keep doing this. It's just it's oh. so much fun doing this with you, man. Keep so doing where, can it. People, where can people find us, of course? So we're a little shameless plug. Yes, exactly. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Gab. Uh, we will be on Parler, but uh, that won't be on the screen. Uh, if you want to catch us on video, we're on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, Bitchu isn't doing anything at this point, so you could probably watch episode 11 if you would like to, uh, but BitChute is not, and apparently they they closed down shop or whatever. Uh, but we'll say BitChute anyway, just for fun season. We'll put their logo up just because we love them. Uh, audio, podcast, uh, Spotify sucks. Uh, we're on <laughs> Apple, uh, Google. I, sorry, that made me laugh. Uh, we're on Google Podcast. Nice. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, two Noobs Talking, uh, 215-512 podcast. Also, Discord, uh, it will appear on the screen. Mm. Uh, there will be some kind of thing. We have some memes running. We have our show notes can be there. We're going to try to build that up uh, when we have a little bit more time. We've been kind of crunched in the last two weeks. So absolutely, got to figure that thing out a little bit later. But we have it. It's yep. at least a, a thing. And then, then, of course, yeah. And then, of course, like our, our regular show notes are found on WordPress. It's uh, tunebstalking.wordpress.com. Again, we'll have all the links for the screenshots we shared uh, in, in the uh, in the descriptions below. And anything so. else we can think of. Uh, yeah, and everything else we could throw yeah. in there at the last possible minute. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we tried. John, John, anything else to close? Anything else to say? Matt, don't go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> we'll try not to. Talk to you all next week. Take care.